Welcome everybody to Perspective and continuing with the summer mini-series, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did music episode first for recommending you uh, some of the music for the summer and we did a book episode for you lovely literature fans and geeks uh, to read and now movies yes yes first of all i want to say thank you so much for being there and uh for well i mean i think we would do it even if we didn't have any listeners but you know thank you for allowing us to feel justified to do this because this really feels good and, and have um, a reason to tell my yeah. boss why i'm <laughs> recording an episodes all the time exactly exactly <laughs> and uh, so really thank you thank you for for you know having us doing it and um also we must say that uh for every episode now you know we we think about it a long time and this episode about movies was one of magda's ideas since the very beginning yeah before the yeah. first episode yeah i movies, wrote movies yeah was there since the very beginning so now we're finally tackling it yes. and uh it's been waiting for us really. because that was also the problem okay movies great But how? <laughs> you know, that's always the problem. So we thought that we were going to do something similar uh, to the books episode and the music episode. So we're going to answer some questions. And, of course, the first question needs to be, what is your all-time favorite movie? And we're off to the great start of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many good movies to answer, but... Um, Also, you know, define favorite. What does it mean? It's yes, really because hard. I saw some of the greatest movies that I don't think I will watch all the time or I don't know if I will ever rewatch it. But it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like for me personally, I don't really define my favorite movie as a good movie in the sense of like aesthetically well made, you know, Um It's just, I mean, I, I the first movie I thought about is this movie, which is called Elizabethtown by Cameron Crowe. And it's, you know, it's not really a good movie in the, you know, normal sense of the word. It's a movie that has a lot of flaws from an aesthetic point of view. The plot is a little messy. There are some holes there. and I mean, okay, but for me... I think it's my movie. I, I don't even know if that qualifies for being my favorite in the sense that it's a movie that I watch regularly again when I feel there has been a change in my life, when I feel I need to compare myself to what I was before. That movie is me in one in some way. Well, because there are these two main characters and... And it's funny because, I mean, you would think, you know, uh, I would identify with one and I would think that, you know, and you would think that since the other character is the romantic interest of the, the other, the first character, um, you would think that I would identify with one and that I would be searching for the other in the world. No, they're actually both inside me. And <laughs> so, the, I mean, the two lovers are... I really recognized in them two 
parts of my personality that are always in contrast. That's interesting. And the fact that it's a, a romantic movie, you know, they actually have a love affair or a relationship or whatever, it's really interesting for me. And again, it's not a good movie in that sense, and I don't know if it qualifies for my favorite movie in the sense that I I love it so much or that whatever. I just feel like that movie and I were kind of siblings. Yeah. So I don't know if that qualifies for a favorite. But well, it's I your definition. Say, yeah, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> yeah, it's my definition of favorite. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I will knock off the title that I think everybody would anticipate from me and say just the Harry Potter series <laughs> of the eight movies plus... Fantastic Beasts. Oh, especially oh. I loved Fantastic Beasts. The first one, the second one, we will see. Mm-hmm. Still, I haven't seen the trailer, and I will but keep maybe it it's that better way. Not to normally. because the, uh, I know I will enjoy it anyway. So the only thing that I need to know is the release date. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yes. it. It's coming out soon. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> the joy, the joy. The joy. <laughs> yeah, but actually, mm. on the side note, I um, saw some reviews for the first one well after it came out um, because at the beginning I was so excited that we have a new Harry Potter movie that I like I don't care about reviews I don't care about anybody's opinions I I just want to watch the movie I just want to get back to that world again Yeah, yeah so I didn't follow any reviews anything and recently I started watching one channel on uh, YouTube and they are doing a lot of uh, videos around Harry Potter, explaining stuff, uh, getting to the bottom of some finer details. When And whenever they do, I'm like, damn, you have a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very yeah. grateful that you have because I would not. And mm-hmm. uh, they also did review um, them and not just only them. They did review the, um, the Fantastic Beasts movie. And the amounts of... And there are not little things because there are things throughout the whole movie, but just some moments or some characters, the way they are behaving or the way they act. And if you look at it really good and really closely, you're noticing a lot of things that you would not, like in general. Uh, so I think that's also the beauty about movies is that contrary to books it takes a lot less time to watch them again and so it's easier to have that experience of oh I didn't notice this before you know yeah and I love that about movies definitely I love to re-watch them yeah it's uh and I have the great uh comparison to that just recently I finished the trilogy well I reread the trilogy that I read first time who many years ago. Uh, but I even said in the books episode that I want to reread it, and I did it. It took me a week. Wow. But, A, I was working at the time, so normal working days. B, I did nothing else but reading. So mm-hmm. it was work, read, occasional food and sleep breaks. <laughs> occasional, yeah. So... It like three books. They were uh, original release on Wikipedia. They said each is over five hundred pages. So a lot, a lot of pages, yeah. and really, it takes a lot of time to reread the book. No matter 
if you know it or not, it just takes time. Yeah, and you cannot have that experience. So Especially easily. with the pile of books to read yeah, on your bookshelf. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> But since we're talking about books, I'm going to ask you a question, which is, if a book has been made into a movie, which do you prefer to do first? See the movie or read the books and why? Depends. Ah, that was also my answer. <laughs> I knew you were going to answer this too. <laughs> uh, depends on the book. Uh, and depends on the reviews of the book. If a book is s something that I wanted to read in general, then I will even sacrifice not watching a movie in the cinema uh, and read the book first before seeing the movie. If the movie is that genre of romantic comedy or... Something that I heard it's a book, but uh, then I don't really care. Because also I noticed that these books, usually the books are not my books. I'm not saying they're bad books. It just, it's just not yours. Not yeah. mine books. So the um, one of those books is, um, well, from two categories. So for one that... I actually noticed that there will be a last day screening in my city after I will come back from uh, winter break. So I read the book before, especially to read oh, the book before. Wow. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, divergent. Okay. And I liked the book better than a movie, but both of them are mid-level. Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If you actually look into there's also a lot of plot holes a lot of skip through a lot of things and but the book does it better than the movie okay mm -hmm. even the book is okay but the movie i mean the movie is also okay but i would feel if i would only see the movie that i would not understand half of the things because of that yeah but mm -hmm. since i read the book and i had a little bit more Yeah, Especially inside. that the book was written from the perspective of the f uh, main character. So she was telling the story. So you had a lot of more into her brain. Mm -hmm. And whenever I was reading, I was like, but how they are going to explain this? Or how I'm... Because some of the thoughts are hard to put into the screen. And they had trouble, unfortunately. And the other example of this is, if I remember correctly, it's Love Rosie, a movie and a book. I don't know this. It's a it's typical rom-com, I would say. Well, yeah, typical rom-com. Uh, but it has a funny story. And I enjoyed the movie. It's good, like, feel good about yourself movie, uh, kind of. With the twisted story, it. What I liked about this that I will not spoil things much, but spoilers just in case. Um, it, it has a happy ending, but they are taking a while to get to that happy ending. Okay. So it's it's a good thing, and I tried to read the book, but it. I started and I couldn't pick it back up, and I decided that. I don't care that much to, mm -hmm. to read it. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's very similar in the sense that I have categories. Okay. So I have 
movies that are better than the book. Yes, because it they happens. exist. Books I don't want to read because the movie was so good, and I'm afraid of reading. That's interesting. Books I want to read because the the movie was so good. So I don't yeah. know why my brain works like this, but I that's have how similar it works. problem. <laughs> and movies that are as good as the book, which is rare, but it happens. And I would say with this part is there are books and movie. And if it's based on, sometimes book does something different to a movie, but it's yeah. equally good. Exactly. Something like this. You know, sometimes it happens, it's rare, but it's really valuable for me. When it's something that has its own identity, but that really is so good that it can match the book. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there are movies that disappoint me because the book is much better. And like examples of this so movies that for me are much better than the book stand by me definitely but because i think that stephen king i'm sorry i don't like him as a writer i mean he doesn't let the reader use their imagination there he's basically explaining all the time what the reader is supposed to feel and i don't like that okay i'm reading this book because i want to imagine you know And the movie is, for me, a really beautiful and definitely a lot greater, in my opinion, than the book. And actually, okay, this is going to be maybe controversial, but I think that The Hours by Stephen Daldry, which was uh, adapted from the novel by Michael Cunningham, I think the movie is better than the book. I think that the novel is brilliant, Really, really brilliant. I think what he, what Cunningham tried to do there was really brilliant. But the story has, when it is translated into a movie, the visual language is so much more powerful than the language, just the, you know, words language that uh, you have in the novel. That for me, it's so much better but that's my opinion it might be controversial actually so books i don't want to read because the movie was so good are definitely breakfast at tiffany's i will never read the book the book because because the movie it's just too good um a single man uh because the movie is too good and again you know these are movies that have a very visual quality So I I don't want to try and imagine that when I could see it. And also, many of the movies I am quoting here and I am listing here are movies that have the quality of adding to the story an amazing, amazing soundtrack. And there is Memoirs of a Geisha. I will never read the book. Sorry, the movie is too good. And I <laughs> think my aunt both see a movie and oh, what did she book. think and from what i remember if my memory is correct because that was many years ago as well she said that the book was tough to get through really well it's a big book it's and thick. not uh, not about uh the thickness just the story it's mm -hmm. not an easy one yeah. if i remember correctly well you know for me the great thing about that movie is that it plunge and it really plunges you into this culture 
Japan in that period of time, the music, the sounds, and and the the world, what you see, you cannot have it in a book. And I don't want to try <laughs> and have it in a book, so I will never read it. Definitely, there's also everything is illuminated. I think that the movie is one of the most poetic movie ever made. And I don't want to. I don't want to read the book. The movie is so good. I don't want to. Definitely, there are others, but for instance, books that I do want to read because the novel, the movie is so good, is uh, Philip Dick's uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" I love Blade Runner. Of course, I do. And exactly because I love that movie, I want to read the book. Don't ask me why it's different with this movie. I don't know. My brain just works like that. Uh, Doctor Zivago by Pasternak, of course, and V for Vendetta by Moore and Lloyd are really two books I really want to read because the movies were so great. Again, I don't know why for some movies I don't want to read the book because it's good. And for others, I do want to read the book because it's the movie is good. No idea, no idea. But for sure, but sometimes there's that that part of the movie that amazes you or surprises you, and you want to see what the book yeah. done. Yeah, and for others, it just doesn't. I yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think that for me, mm, like a great part plays. I mean, a great part is played by really the visual and uh, the sound part. And I think that the movies that are as good as the books are movies that have both of those. For instance, Never Let Me Go, the movie is absolutely amazing. And the book is absolutely amazing. They're different, not different things. They're similar, but they have their own identity. And it's incredible how many things you can get from the the movie I absolutely love it. Um, Out of Africa, again another movie with a great soundtrack. The book is beautiful, beautiful. The movie does something different with the story, but still it's so good. It's just amazing, really. Good job, Sydney Pollack. Really, there are so many. I, there is actually actually this adaptation of Peter Pan that came out in two thousand and three. Which for me was absolutely amazing. I love the novel. The novel for me is brilliant, but this this movie was able to really do something about it that was valuable for me. It's absolutely amazing. And well, movie adaptations that uh, definitely disappointed me were On the Road. No, sorry, no. I think I heard about this movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't watch it. Blue is the warmest color. Don't watch it. I mean, if you've read the graphic novel, you're going to be really disappointed. And honestly, all the adaptations I have seen of Frankenstein have disappointed me, definitely. So it's really weird how my mind works. It depends with books and movies. It's a very complicated relationship. There's a movie... Red Crimson? No, not Red Crimson. Something. Crimson Peak? Maybe? Crimson Peak, yeah. yeah no, I haven't seen it, but... Don't watch it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> it's it's with Mia Wasikowska, it, I think. There's so many good people there that I'm su- I was surprised. Like, half of the uh, main actors are really good actors. Yeah, there's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah the, like... The actors are, that's why I decided to watch it because I was like, well, 
these people are good. I see other works with them and it's like, okay, I will watch it. And when I was watching it, I was like, what am I watching again? <laughs> like, and this was a top production? Yeah. Uh, no, don't. It's, uh, I, I get what they were trying to do there, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work. Yeah. You know what? This actually brings me to my next question. Are there any kinds of movies that you dislike? Well, dislike, no. But there are movies that I'll never watch, mainly horrors. My imagination is good enough. I don't need more. For me, it's exactly the same, horror movies. I I don't need horror movies to have nightmares. <laughs> it's already yeah. enough like this. Also, I yeah. will not watch usually psychological thrillers. thrillers. The same. For the same not reason. Not really a fan, exactly. There are a few that I did. There was one, but I don't remember the title right now, with um, ha, 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 actors. That's my problem. Mm. I don't remember them on the spot. Um, you can try to describe them. <laughs> the one with the big nose. <laughs> yeah, there are two really popular actors, and right now both slipped my mind. So, But the story is that there's a woman who had an accident... And uh, every time she goes to sleep and wake up, wakes up the next day, she doesn't remember what has happened. Mm. So she has memory loss. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever she goes to sleep, it resets itself. Yeah, It's a normal condition. It happens sometimes. And uh, there's a story about her. She's the main uh, actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of psychological thriller because, well... The guy was not hurting her physically. Spoiler until the end. Um, But he was playing with her. Well, he was playing on the fact that she doesn't remember. Mm. So it was an interesting movie. But also a movie that I will not watch again, probably. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you about your relationship with the physical place, the cinema. I mean, how often do you go to see movies at the cinema and how often would you go if if you had free tickets? Well, I'm not going as frequently as I wanted to, um, but I have three categories of movies usually. The ones that I will do everything in my power to watch in the cinema... The ones that I want to watch, but uh, maybe I can skip cinema. And the ones that I would just never watch. And my problem is that recently... Well, I have two problems. I'm moving a lot to countries that I don't speak the language of. (laughs) That includes Portugal and Hungary. In Portugal, it was good because all of the movies were with subtitles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was not that much of a problem. And the tickets were quite cheap for that because it was like four euros for a uh, cinema ticket. But I only went for one movie because the also another problem that it's not a problem to go to cinema. It's a problem to see what is in cinema and when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everything is in Portuguese. And here in Hungary, we have a different problem. 
most of the movies are with dubbing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe in Budapest they have screenings in the original I mean, they language. have uh, here in Nirechaza as well. They're like, usually like, mm. at 10.30. Yeah. <laughs> Once every two months. And, and also the cinema is kind of outside of the city. Yeah, and normally they choose the blockbuster. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to choose a nice, you know, essay film or anything. So. But... Uh, well, the next movie that I'm planning to go is for Mamma Mia. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I called my mom like two weeks ago and it's like, I checked our schedule in our cinema or, uh, that we live next to. There's a Mamma Mia, right? Like it's right af- before I'm coming to Poland. So we are going to cinema. Aww. And she was like, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. Well, you know, I am kind of the same in the sense that honestly, if I had free tickets, I would go to the cinema every day. But yes. not really like I'm not a fan of everything that comes out, but I just love the experience of see- watching a movie in a cinema. That's why um when I can, I go to the cinema or even to watch old movies. It's really of course since it's not free, <laughs> I never go to watch a movie I have already watched. Although I would go if it were a special screening of something I really love. But if it were free, I would go every day, really. You know, I I had an interesting thing that happened to me once. I think that was summer for sure. And I came back from somewhere. I was not in my city for a longer time. And we decided to meet up with my friend one day. But... uh, I think she had something to do or she couldn't uh, like meet earlier. And we met like at one. And I was like, well, I could go to cinema before that. And I saw, okay, I need to be. And because we decided to meet next to a cinema. So I had easy job of time management, but still like, okay, so I have two movies to watch. One cartoon that I wanted to watch uh, anyway, but it was like, it's a cartoon. I don't need to watch it in cinema. And the other movie that I didn't hear about the actors, I didn't really knew. But the trailer looked interesting. And like the story, the little blurb that they uh, wrote, it was quite interesting. And I was like, OK, this or that, this or that, this or that, and this. <clears throat> and I went to see the movie. The movie was Now You See Me, the first part. Yes, I remember that movie in the cinema was to watch it in the cinema it was one of the greatest decisions of my life yeah mm-hmm. because the cinematics in that movie watched yeah. in the big screen because later before the second part i rewatched the first part just to brush it up the knowledge but it like i remember being so grand and so mm. beautiful yeah. and it was not the same on the yeah. computer screen well you know for me that's really since unfortunately cinema tickets are not free that's really a deal breaker to go to watch a movie to the cinema or not it's either something that I've been waiting for or something that I know it's just better to see to watch in the cinema like I remember that Avatar we watched it in the cinema it wouldn't been wouldn't have been the same I didn't like like Avatar I mean me neither honestly it's I didn't like the movie per se but I was just amazed 
by the visuals of that movie. I was really enchanted by it. And uh, there are movies that for me really um, are worth seeing, especially if they have really good special effects. And that's what I thought when I saw, well, the first Mamma Mia. The first Mamma Mia, I saw it and on my computer screen. I was like, whoa, this would have been so great to have. Funny story it. about that. My mom wanted to go for that movie. I really? was like, uh. <laughs> I don't know why. I think... I thought it's a different thing mm -hmm. than it was. And then we went for it and I was like oh, singing so under lucky. my nose to all the ABBA songs. So lucky. That would have been a great movie to have watched in a cinema. And I hope they will do a rescreen, uh, rescreening someday because I will go. And another movie I regretted not to have seen in the cinema was Life of Pi. Oh, God, that was that would have been spectacular in the cinema and the funny thing is that when I was living in France also I was lucky because well first of all I was living in a big city so I had you know more a lot of theaters yeah. to and choose from normally in France they don't dub anymore they have subtitles they only dub uh, animation movies of course because children cannot read it's the same in Poland and, uh, so that's a great thing uh, for me so I was able to watch a lot of movies in their original language and that was really great but honestly really if I could I would just go every day I just love going to the cinema yeah yeah definitely. going back to Avatar for a little bit because what I noticed granted I watched I finally watched the movie on a bus because we were going for a summer camp. It's for so long, first of all. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's so long. Second of all, I kind of... The story for me was not good at all. That nope. Even the cinematography was not being able to pull that movie in my eyes. It's just, you know, Pocahontas on steroids, you know? The story is basically the same. I think the whole movie is worth seeing just because of the world they created visually really the they created this whole planet just out of their imagination they could have built a theme park instead of doing a movie but they did a movie so, you they know. did a theme park as well really yeah. i didn't know that uh, there's a part in uh, california oh. one of the california i didn't know that there's oh there you go right and there are a couple of things amazing from well so you know i i mean i heard that they're actually planning to produce like three or four sequels for avatar I honestly don't know why? why, because, I mean, if you ask to people, everybody went to see that movie, but nobody remembers it. <laughs> nobody remembers it. Also, I it. think a lot of people went to see that movie because I remember reading about this movie all the time because it was like, yeah. oh, the director of, of the Titanic, Titanic yeah. he's finally making his <laughs> comeback. And I'm like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... If the movie is not mm -mm. great... I will not watch the movie. Yeah. It's one of those movies that it's spectacular. But yeah. but the story has the only thing a lot about of it. Too. Yeah. But I want to ask you, what is the best movie you have ever seen? <laughs> Because of what? Like in general or <laughs> you give your own definition of best. Oh my god. Uh 
Ha ha. <laughs> we, we are in a great um, black hole of my memory and movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a couple of movies that I think they're... I will not say the best because if it's a couple, it cannot be the best. But they're really great for what they did. Um, and it's... Um, well, you will see the list. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them is Brain on Fire. The Imitation Game. That movie I think everybody at least heard of. It's uh, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch about Alan Turing, the mm -hmm. first inventor I've of the computer. That. And I recently rewatched that movie and it's still a great movie. The Post, it's about Washington oh, Post. Oh, yes, I remember. I haven't watched it, but I It's remember. a really good movie. There are some moments that you're thinking like, oh, what the hell is going on? But it makes sense at the end. So, so it's a hold good on <laughs> until the end. Spotlight. Mm -hmm. It's about um, another newspaper. I don't remember from where at the time. But they had a special division of three people spotlight when they had like one story every year or two stories per year. That was a lot because they were really researching something very important or there's something very bad that happened and... Uh, it's a story about that part of the newspaper while they were working on a story. And also mm, they had a change in the top. Somebody bought them. And um, there was a lot of problems, who to leave, who to fire. And they also had a question mark above their head if they will be able to run as like they used to. And while there was that, there was one story that they were working on and finally they published it. It is also based on true facts as mm, well. Yeah. Hidden Figures. It's recent. I haven't seen it, but I've always wanted to. Well, it's not that recent. I think it's 2016, late 2016. It's about three black women in uh, NASA. And it's very interesting. And it's also based on true stories because that's... And The Help. Great. Also a movie which was based on a book. Yes. And it has a book in it. It's a, yeah. it's a movie it's a based very... on a book with a book in it. It's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it two and a half times. And I explained why two and a half. <laughs> because uh, we were, I think over Christmas, we were at my family's. And we were jumping from one channel to another, as you do. And there was this movie, but it was already playing. So I was like, kind of, ah, it's already almost halfway through the movie. I will not watch it because I don't want to spoil the movie if I want to watch it again. But the movie was so interesting that whenever there was a commercial on another movie that everybody was watching, I was switching back to mm -hmm. it to see. And I remembered who is the actress, who is the main actress, and I was Google. And then I watched it fully. And recently I rewatched rewatched it. So That's great. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when I was thinking about the answer to this question, I had five minutes of my brain just 
opening all the drawers of my memory to find out where is the best one. But then I was like, I had this illumination. And I was like, of course. And for me, I would say that the best movie ever made was The Dictator by Charlie Chaplin. In the same way that that Shakespeare plays are, are absolutely insuperable. It has everything. You cry, you laugh, you think, you depress yourself and then you get elevated. It has all of life is in there. Peace, war, desperation, hope, everything. And it's, for me, that's the best movie yeah, ever made, definitely. But let's go on to another question. And I'm really interested in this question. What is your favorite movie soundtrack? Hmm. I listen to a lot of soundtracks, you mm. know. It's hard. It is very to hard. To choose. <laughs> and I will cheat a little bit. Because I will say Alex and the Hamilton soundtrack oh. for a Broadway musical. Okay. Well, I hope it will be made into a movie one day. I do hope so, because right now they even have... I think they will do in London, Hamilton in London, or it will come to London. I don't remember. But there, there are other productions in different cities as well. So I'm hoping... Then in a few years, they will think about doing an actual movie. Although That's a movie I would watch in the cinema, definitely. Broadway <laughs> play is almost three hours. Mm, yeah. So, and the soundtrack is to something. Well, essentially, this is the play because it's a musical. So all of their singing is the words that they're speaking yeah. and there are parts there are um, spoken parts in the songs as well very few of them but they are there so I'm if they will think of doing the movie I hope to dear God that they will do it the way that they did the musical because I don't know how it would be like how it would turn up being shortened to the normal future length uh, movie. We'll see. We'll see. But I would like to see. It. Yeah, I think I'm going to cheat too, and I'm not going to say just one soundtrack because it's impossible. Yeah, it is impossible. Yeah, like for me, definitely, and they all have different meanings. And you know, I was listening to them at different times of my life, so I would say definitely the soundtrack of Elizabeth Town, soundtrack of Never Let Me Go. Uh, the soundtrack of Almost Famous, definitely. The soundtrack of Beasts of the Southern Wild, which is a movie which is very weird, but absolutely brilliant, with a spellbinding soundtrack. Easy Rider, Good Morning Vietnam, The Blues Brother, Blues Brothers. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> Into the Wild, Into the Wild, two big thumbs up. And I would also say because it's very close to my heart, the soundtrack of You've Got Mail. Definitely, yeah. But I have another question for you. What do you think about animated movies? Love them. <laughs> do you think they're like more for kids, more for adults? What do you... I don't give a damn because, and this is, 
actually what is happening. There will be new Winnie the Pooh movie this summer, and I cannot wait to watch it. Oh my I god! I don't give a damn that it's a movie for five-year-olds. You know, actually, <laughs> I was going to say that the cartoon, the Disney cartoon, The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, for me is one of those movies which is equal with the book, definitely. And it's very hard to be equal with Winnie the Pooh because that's probably the sweetest book that was ever yes. made. Absolutely. I agree. Although I, I had to read it when I was in third grade. Yes, third grade. I didn't like it that much. Because I think that it's... I think adults can appreciate it much better than children. And I also think that it's a better book if you read it in English. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Because I think a lot of things are losing the translation. Mm. Especially yeah. the, the way they are spelling honey <laughs> or like yeah. some few names or certain way the characters speak. I think that's very easily lost in translation. And instead of making it a sweet read, it makes it very Difficult. hard yeah. to read, especially for the 30-year-old who is still like... In the third grade, to give you an example of the Polish system, in the third grade, you should be able to read, but not fluently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, you are required to read fluently if you learn the text to read a couple of times. But the first time text, you still are making syllables yeah. on the more mm-hmm. uh, longer words. So you are not a fluent reader at that time. And w- reading a story which has mistakes grammatical <laughs> or phonetic mistakes it's hard yeah it is very hard so i think that was the reason maybe mm. i will try to read it in english oh, you should it's oh it's i mean forgive the pun but it's really honey for your heart <laughs> winnie the pooh would love this metaphor yes. oh yeah he would also we are going <laughs> off to the book <laughs> yeah yeah sorry but, that's us. but to go back to animated movies i think that uh some animated movies are I mean, are better at being for adults than some real, like, real movies, you yeah. know? Like, there is uh, this movie called Fantastic Planet. Uh, it's a 1970s movie, and it's it's definitely philosophical. And Akira, uh, which came out 30 years ago, is a great, great animated movie, and it's definitely not for kids. Um, and it makes you think a lot. And But I think that's the thing. Like There are two kinds of animated movies because there's the Winnie the Pooh that you can watch whenever when you're newborn. Like It doesn't really matter. But there is, like I don't know, Rick and Morty who, <laughs> oh my God, dear. I, I tried to watch it. Just because a lot of people around me was like, you should watch it. It's really, really good. It's strange as hell, but it's good to watch. And now I watched one minute of it and I decided, no. It's not. So there are animation movies, but I think we are used to saying, oh, it's an animation. It's for kids. It's for kids, yeah. Not every animation is for kids. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the movie works better because it's an animation. Exactly. Not necessarily for kids. Exactly. This I would say that for Akira, definitely. And there is actually an animated movie that came out last year. It's called The Breadwinner. And honestly, I would show it to kids. It's the story of this little girl 
uh, during in Afghanistan during the Taliban uh, rule, and her father uh, gets arrested and goes into prison. And the problem is that she has her mother and her sister, and they were all women, and women at the time couldn't leave the house unaccompanied. But if you hadn't nobody in the house who was a male and you couldn't leave the house, you couldn't have money to actually buy food. You couldn't even go to buy food to the market because you couldn't leave the house. So what she does is she uh, dresses up as a boy. And... Um, I mean, you see also, like, scenes of violence. It's not too graphic, but you you get, you know, an idea of what mm -hmm. was happening, of the fear and everything. And even though I wouldn't say it's for kids, I, I would show it to kids. Because in the end, the main character is a child, and I think they succeed very well in not transforming the child into a small adult. Um, so I think that a child could definitely identify with her anyway. It's so good. And, you know, maybe animated movies are really good at conveying things that, you know, adults take for granted. Exactly because they make it easy to understand, even for children. And that's what I love about animation in general, also about illustrated uh, books how simple their language is helps you to convey things that are very complicated, even to people who, you know, are not supposed to understand them. So yeah. definitely. Since we don't, we, we will not do a TV shows or series uh, episode. Also in this, I want to include um, the avatar, but not the blue people... <laughs> Pocahontas on high <laughs> avatar, the avatar, the last airbender. So this was a series of um, comics or even manga, if I'm not mistaken. And they made um, cartoon, well, animation series. There is also a movie. Don't watch the movie. You are okay with it. <laughs> um, there's a reason why they didn't do a second part. But there is a full story, and then after uh, there is a second series, uh, Legends of Korra, Avatar: The Legends of Korra. That's the uh, next Avatar, and this is also what I noticed because I was uh, even watching today one episode from the later series for the third season, and the main characters they are kids, but they are kind of forced to. Uh, participating in the war and what is amazing for me but they are kids they need to be soldiers but they are still kids at heart so there are these moments sometimes uh, even though they are growing up in the series because I think when they are finishing the youngest one is like 16 so this is kind of age that sometimes you make good decisions <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes depends on the person but when they are starting, um, they're like 14, 15. So there's still that age when you make stupid things. You are entitled to it. And that TV show is also a great representation of kids sometimes just being kids, even though they have the greater purpose to to do. So I think this is also great. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
And okay, what is a movie you would watch over and over and over and over again? And here comes the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't have photographic memory, but I have very good memory to pictures. Whether it's a painting, photograph, photography, or moving pictures, meaning animations, movies, etc. So, I am not a kind of person who rewatch movies every summer of every something. There are some movies that I will rewatch over and over again for a period of time. And when I say rewatch over and over again, meaning that I will watch it at least once a day. At least I used to do it when I still had time. And one of these movies was uh, Mockingjay Catching Fire. That was a spectacular movie for cinematography. And I think I watched it. I mean, the story is good as well. I like, as you heard in the books episode, I like the books as well. But what they did with, with visuals in this one was really amazing. And I do like to watch occasionally Mamma Mia. It's a good, feel-good movie. Or one of those movies, the story, I mean... It's a story of 50s. There's uh, two musicians. They fell in love. There's some kind of conflict. But they will get back together in the end. Kind of like this stupid film. But the music is good. I, uh, it's Rock of Ages. And there's like this music of 60s, if I'm not mistaken. So there's um, Don't Stop Believing... This kind of rock uh, classics plotted into the movie. So this is the movie that I watch whenever I want to just watch something stupid mm. <laughs> with a good music. Yeah. You know, for me, I mean, I was thinking, of course, of a catastrophic scenario because I cannot imagine anything else. As I said, I don't need horror movies. <laughs> I didn't think of simply, you know, talking about the movies I I rewatch. <laughs> and now I don't know if I want to talk about the movies I would rewatch. I prefer to stick with my catastrophic scenario. So in the catastrophic scenario, when I would be as a form of torture forced to watch this movie over and over and over in the sense of like, I mean, it ends and it begins again. Mm -hmm. I would probably choose a Disney movie, like Mary Poppins probably, for the simple reason that I have ample proof that when I was a kid, I was actually doing that all the time, like watching these movies, like, like it My ended, brother was the same. And then it began. It ended. So I think that if I have survived already that kind of self-inflicted torture, I probably can survive still but <laughs> to go back to a less catastrophic scenario the movies i tend to watch again are definitely miss pettigrew lives for a day it's such a sweet sweet movie and every time i feel like i need a feel-good movie i would probably go back to that movie definitely it's just a sweet sweet movie 
And it depends. Uh, like recently, that is the movie I have gone back to more. But I used to rewatch movies a lot more in the past. Now I don't really anymore so much. But normally the movies I watch again are movies that make me feel good. Yeah. For me, it was Horton Hears a Who. Mm. <laughs> so you see, you know, there was a uh, point when I knew that movie by heart. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, that's the point. I mean, that was the same with my brother and and I watching Shrek. At some point, we knew it by heart, and also, so we stopped watching it. You know, probably if I watched it now, it, I wouldn't be uh, like bored by it because now it's been a, a long time since I, I noticed it. that I'm not able to watch Shrek in English. Really? Because I watched it in Polish because that was the time when getting um, English movie with Polish subtitles was very hard, even for DVD. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I watched that movie with Polish dubbing because also it was animated movie, so did the dubbing. But, and like hats off, very proud, but just for this movie, uh, that Polish dubbing was so cleverly done that even the English speaker uh, reviewers said that it's a very good dubbed movie amazing we had like praises for the polish dubbing but really what they did some of the jokes are so clever that you really need to grow up to understand them yeah i have the same feeling with some movies too there is one which is called pocket full of miracles by frank Cap uh, kappa again it's a feel-good movie it's from the 1960s it's It's such a sweet movie. I love it so much. And actually, I, I think I want to rewatch that. Yeah. You One of these days, definitely. I rewatched something. And this is a strange movie because I want to read the book. I still haven't done it. I bought the original, so I have, uh, have it in uh, English. But I didn't have time to read it and it's at home and I'm not at home. Maybe I have a vacation. Maybe I will yeah. <laughs> go back to Poland for two weeks. Maybe I can read it. We'll see if I can find it because yeah. it's somewhere in the boxes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes and, it's really and hard. This was a movie of my friend when I was in Portugal. She said, like, I can watch it again and again and again. Pride and Prejustice. Oh, by Joe Wright? The yeah. Two? Oh, my God. I know that movie by heart. Another movie with a great, great soundtrack. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, amazing. After I, I that finished movie. that movie recently, because I watched it like a month or two ago, I just play soundtrack over and over again. Yes, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, in Italian, we have an expression that you are breaking down a door that is already open. So with that movie... Really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's already unhinged, yeah. And now I'm going to ask you a question I'm really very curious about, which is, how do you choose which movie to watch? Genre, director, main uh, actor? Don't care for directors. Never remember their names. <laughs> I remember some of the names. And if it happens that I hear that somebody did something, maybe I will see it. Depends. I have some actors that I will 
maybe not actively follow their every movie, but once in a while, if like they're in see, one movie, you'll be ah, this actor is there. So yes, this kind of. I have well, I think two genres are the ones that I will closely investigate upon seeing one is the musicals and fantasy magic movies that I will like pay closer attention what it actually is other than that sometimes like with one movie uh, it's called I Origins I as like my person but it's also double take on the actual I that you used to look for things. things. <laughs> and I saw the name because I was looking on the list of independent movies because that's an independent movie. And I opened it on Wikipedia. I saw the title. I saw the poster. Decided to close it and watch the movie. Didn't read anything about it. Didn't saw what actors they were playing. Turns out I would not recognize anybody. <laughs> uh, and I watched it and I loved it. So there, sometimes, because I have few channels on YouTube in my subscriptions with trailers for the movies, so sometimes if I see something, I will watch it and make a note uh, to watch it either in cinema or just watch it in general. But usually whenever I'm, like, having a mood for um, to watch something, it's either I will watch something from the list... And it will be like, oh, maybe this. Or I'm looking for something with a special feel, but that's a very hard thing to do because how you can judge a feel of the movie without seeing one. So sometimes I struggle and sometimes for two hours I'll look for a movie and not watch <laughs> anything. <laughs> but I don't have like one strategy. No. Mm. It's the same for me. My ways of deciding what to watch are very mysterious, very mysterious. Sometimes it would be directors. Yeah, I have some directors that I try to follow. For instance, Wes Anderson, I think I watched all his movies. Tarantino, I think I watched all his movies. Um... It depends. I have some actors that I follow, but I will only watch the movies that belong to the genres I prefer. Like, there is this actor that I think is very, very good. His name is um, Matthias Schoenartz. I don't know if I'm I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's Belgian. And when he does, like, uh, thrillers or, I don't know, macho macho men uh, movies I won't watch it but when he does dramas or psychological stuff or something more independent I will definitely watch it because I know he's just going to be great in it and sometimes honestly there are mysterious ways for instance it happens to me quite often that Spotify will suggest to me to listen to a movie soundtrack and if I like the soundtrack I will watch the movie or another time a friend of mine changed her profile picture and in the picture was a picture of a movie and I don't know why this image appealed to me I didn't even search for the 
like the plot or anything. I just downloaded the movie and I watched it. So, you know, it really depends. It really depends. But last question. Very simple one. Was what was the last movie you saw? Now I'm watching a TV show, not a movie. Hmm. I think maybe the last movie that I saw was Brain on Fire. I think so. Not really sure. But uh I also have to give the hats off for uh the TV show that I'm watching right now is The Good Fight. It's an interesting movie. Well, movie, TV show. Because it starts with the main character watching the inauguration of Donald Trump. <laughs> Which what a joy. <laughs> what a joy. And like literally the this is the first scene of the TV show. This is not a spoiler at all. She um is sitting on a couch at her home in front of the TV. You don't see the TV, you just hear it. And after some time uh, you hear Donald Trump saying, "I Donald Trump swear to blah 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 all that inauguration." And she's just there with the TV remote and she's looking at it like kind of uncertain if it is reality or uh, some kind of nightmare and just like looking completely puzzled at the screen and decides to turn it off, put the remote down and goes to France to buy a villa. <laughs> what? Because that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Then it turns out she cannot buy the villa because there are other problems. Uh, but it's somehow political without going much into current politics, but doing it at the same time. They're very clever at it. So not a movie, but I do recommend it. Nice. For me, last movie I saw was Kramer versus Kramer. Everybody should watch it. I came from a period of watching movies that disappointed me a lot, and finally I found a movie that really, I mean, stood up to my expectations. Absolutely excellent, beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. And the time flies. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a Good sign that we don't notice that it's been an hour. <clears throat> Sometimes we need to stop ourselves. And uh, as always, I haven't said that in a long time, as always. Uh, it used to be a sentence, well, a phrase that I would say 10 times in an episode. Um, but of course, we would like to thank you for spending this hour with us. Hopefully, at least one of the movies that we listed will suit your style or maybe you've seen the movies we don't know and we are curious to hear and as always you can give us a review or write to us on either on facebook or at our gmail it's our perspective that podcast at gmail.com we are welcoming you with all the emails and questions and just anything you want really Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the next episode.